All right, we are. You're here. You should. You're hearing me now, right? I hear you fine. Okay, and I hear you fine too. Okay, and Tor, you good? I'm fantastic. Okay, <laughs> he's a he's a hot spot today. He's, he's a hot spot in the room, I'm which is which is freezing now because I opened the door yeah. and you shut down the yeah, heat. Little, I turned the chilly. heat down. Now we're freezing yeah, it's in a here because it felt a little claustrophobic, and it's hard to feel claustrophobic. I tend to feel claustrophobic in lots of different situations. I know you do. I've been with you in so, those situations. Right, right. So remember, we were climbing a pyramid in Mexico, and yes. I it was in Chichen Itza. And I was, I had the opportunity to follow you and Cheryl and yes, and, and the whole line of tourists going in through this tiny entrance into the inside of the, of the pyramid Yes, um, and to crawl through this bat infested tunnel <laughs> with, with, that was 110 degrees and with, with, it was gu- close to that. with guano dripping, and damp. Yeah, yeah, guano dripping all over us in the dark. With <laughs> I don't one recall sh- one bat, but one go ahead. shining light bulb at the end. That's pretty right? much true. Mm. Yes, to, to see and and the, and what we were going to see. The goal was to see the um, the sacred leopard. I believe jaguar. The jaguar, mm. of course. Yes. Or oh, a jaguar for our British listeners. And isn't a jaguar a type of leopard? I think. Well, uh, was it a what? A type of leopard. Well, it was it was not so much a type of letter, leopard. It not was, that one, but I mean, in in general, in, in general, that, in biology, I in zoology, I, I I cannot answer specifically. No, but I know I think that there was a type of leopard that was supposedly around in that part of the world at that and, time. And this sacred uh, jaguar was yes. made of jewels, and there was an emeralds for its eyes. eyes in the interior of this. Uh, this tomb, this this, yes. this pyramid, and I couldn't get, I couldn't go in because it was so such a confined space. It was confined. I felt very claustrophobic, and this was hard for me on several levels. First of all, just the claustrophobia was bothersome, yes. but it was hard because it challenged why I travel. Uh huh. You know, uh-huh. here I am at this remarkable opportunity to see this incredible thing, and I was having trouble doing it simply because of a thing inside my head that made me feel uncomfortable about claustrophobia. But right. So I should be able to do this. I should have, find ways to overcome that, but I the here's the cultural thing. It it talks this whole thing talks about travel and the things that stop us from travel and the things that allow us to travel and what we expect once we get there. And Right now, we're in a situation where we're entering the possibility of traveling again. Well, right, and and I, I and you're talking about it fairly soon. I hope yes. I I am traveling tomorrow actually, or Monday. But today is Saturday, so yeah, yes, right. It, uh, and and that's so that that makes you face another situation, not totally unlike the situation in in Chichen Itza to a degree, anyway, in the sense that. That you are more um, confined in an airplane. Now, does that do the same thing to you? And because of the circumstances, no, I've never felt that way in an airplane. Well, that's good because then it goes to <laughs> that would cause a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Never felt that way in a plane. No. It's just the claustrophobia thing. I had it um, when I when I was walking up the Eiffel Tower. You know, you can take the elevator to the top yes. of the Eiffel Tower, or yes. you can walk, walk the, the steps. Stairs. Yes. Right. 
And um, even though it was, it's open, it's this open construction, mm -hmm. it's like an erector set, right? Yeah. So you can walk it and you don't feel claustrophobic, but I felt claustrophobic because there were people in front of me on this little narrow staircase and there were people behind me. And so I felt like if I had to get out of here, I can't. Yeah. And so yeah. I felt very confined. So they turned um, several buildings in uh, Auckland, New Zealand into parachute jumps. Mm. These are down buildings in downtown Auckland where you can go up to the top of the building. Skyscrapers, you know, I don't know, 500 stories high or something. That's a lot. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating. I think we're in outer space at that point. But. <laughs> and, and you get to the top and you, you buy your ticket and you can either strap yourself into this parachute and step out on a ledge and be dropped down the side of the building into downtown Auckland. So are you a, on a parachute? It's not like a bungee cord or anything. No, it's this a bungee, is, actually. Oh, it is a bungee cord. It is cord. a bungee. Oh, okay. But you still got to strap this thing around you, right? Okay, yep. And Or you can stand there and watch people do it. Okay. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So which one, which, which one did I do? <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, you did it, didn't you? You did it. No, no, I'm wrong. Listen back to our New Zealand episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. We did talk about, we did talk about, remember we were, we, 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 we said we would go, both go and jump. I think we said naked. If I'm remembering, um, I think we said naked I, I off of, so. off of so. there. In the, in the original bungee where they did it over a gorge and you can go there, I think it's in Queensland. Yeah. Um, mm. or Queenstown, Queenstown, mm. New Zealand. Okay. Um, you you can do that. You can choose to jump naked if you want. And yeah. and what they and when when I was there, I didn't make that choice. But I was there. And we're all grateful. And we were, they were announcing the fact that if nobody wanted to watch the next jumper because they were jumping naked, we're making the announcement now, uh -huh. so you don't have to watch. Right. Well, of course, everybody's watching. Of course. Hey, well, thanks Which for is another thanks reason for why they made the announcement. Yeah, really. Right. <laughs> of course it is. But I don't think you can jump naked um, in Auckland off the side of the in building. the city. In the city, no, you have no. to. Have, you have to have some uh, self pride, you know. Okay. When, when you land, you want to land dressed. Okay. Well, maybe <laughs> like like James Bond and ready to ready to pick up the martini and go to the cocktail uh, party yeah, with the tux on. Yes. Start naked nice. And then end up with the tux on. At the right. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be interesting. I, I would pay money to see that. So here's the cultural thing because okay. we we're, we're talking about culture. All right. Well, uh, oh, we are. We hold on. <laughs> Wait, are we? Wait a minute. Well, we we've are. mentioned three different cultures already. We did. Actually, and four, because you got to consider your own culture whenever you think about culture. Uh, that's a very good point. Because my reactions to any of these three would be different. You're just not going to let me finish here, are you? If I weren't an American. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why you recognize there were four cultures there. Because uh, you are, after all, Dean Foster. And... Um, from the podcast. Oops! Your, Your culture's, culture's showing. And you're Tom Peterson. I am. I'm from still... The, from the same podcast. The same podcast. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? What, and, what and, we, the, and we have with us... Chances? Torin. Hello. Yeah. And, and we are in studio. We are all together inside... Which is 
is somewhat frightening <laughs> and and very wonderful at the same time. For the last year, <laughs> we have been habituated. Our nervous systems, our neurological wiring has been, um, you know, changed. We had to develop new habits to survive uh, with what we're speaking about, about COVID. And now we're vaccinated. We're all three of us are vaccinated. We're immunized. Yep. And we're um, it, they're telling us if you if you believe the science, which I think is an oxymoron, you can't believe science. You can know science, right? You lost me on that one. But go oh ahead, well, well because belief is a for me is tied to faith, and faith has nothing to do with facts. But science is all about facts. Well, so, true. So, you know, here are the facts. But I can believe those who tell me the science. Well, that's true. That's true. And you can deny the facts if you choose. Sure. But that would be ir- irrationality. Oh, that never happens in the United <laughs> and, States. And certainly people don't no. do that, right? No no, 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 no. No, we're completely and only rational beings, as <laughs> economists will remind us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, don't do that. The economy is going to collapse if you do. It will do it anyway. Oh, well. You'll lose money anyway. Yeah. But... Um, Except so, I so, made a lot of money, so I don't care what you lost. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So my point here. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, is, there's a point? Well, there's a point. Is that something <laughs> to do with culture? <laughs> so well, we had to acculturate to these different behaviors in order to survive. I see. And now okay. we're told it's okay if you've had your vaccination and the science and the facts say it, you can take the mask off. We can sit here, the three of us, in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a room and and it's a little strange so we have this neurological reaction a pavlovian response that maybe this is dangerous because we've been told it's dangerous it's for the last pl- year plus and we believed it was dangerous and it did and it was dangerous well, it, it, was, it are that certainly it was, dangerous. was dangerous a lot of people have died yeah. so um and it's and unfortunately some people didn't treat it that way but that's but in in our particular cases and in most people's cases i would say they did, so it's a retraining. We I have mean, to retrain ourselves. We have to slowly re-enter. I don't think we can jump right in. You know, there's there's the part of me that's very eager to, and then there's the part of me that's frightened to. Sure. And, you know, who you listen to, which the angel of a devil on, on either shoulder, you know, it's it's going to take some time. It takes some time. Yeah, and I think, I mean, the thing I'm noticing from from just doing this is that it's it's nice to have the um the the normalcy of it um it although you know it has a kind of shaky normalcy to it like you're talking about but it it's also it's it's such a such feelings that we've lived with our, our whole lives until recently um so that that's kind of wants to just go back there but at the same time it's their side of me that keeps saying oh wait 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 whoa 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 hold on May you you're forgetting this, or did you do this, or shouldn't you be? Because that's what we've done constantly. It's habitual, if nothing. It's habitual, else. exactly. Right. We've had to create new habits, mm-hmm. and the creation of a habit is a very neurological process. Yeah, and you can't just shut it off when it's when you don't need the habit anymore. Right, right. It's not for a while anyway. Not for and a while. Are the withdrawal symptoms? I think the good news is the withdrawal symptoms aren't going to be that bad. Well, they're certainly not as bad as the disease. Not at all. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that one. 
So um, I started thinking, you know, the positive side of me, the, the, the side that was not feeling threatened or, 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 or put in danger because of the situation, yes. the side was going, okay, let's open up and be open to this new world and these new possibilities. Um, the first, one of the first things I started to think about was like, where do I want to go? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. of course, I want to see friends and family. But beyond that, f- my career has been, f- you know, for over 30 years, basically on a plane right. and traveling yep. and talking about cultural differences. And for the last year, I had to not do that, mm-hmm. which was, I don't know if it was any harder or easier than anything else I, I had to do to get through this pandemic, but I couldn't do that. Right. Um, clients weren't sending me anywhere and there was nowhere to go, even if I wanted to go. So, so, so that was strange for me, but, but not, not impossible. But now I look at the world again, you know, I am going to start, I am starting to hear from clients about when we have our conference next year in India, are you available? Can we, can we talk about, about doing that? And so I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also fan. I'm in this strange place right now where I have the right to fantasize about where would I go anywhere in the world if I could now get on a plane to do that, because it's it's likely that in different places around the world we might be able to do that soon. Right, right, and that and that gets us to, also to the idea that um, you, you we're starting to get to, in the U.S. We're starting to get to this point where we can travel. And yet there are also, our minds want to say, well, then where do I want to go completely around the world? And that's not the scenario around the world. There are areas that are really struggling at this point still. Now, we're not just jumping on planes going anywhere anyway. You can't. But um, it's it's sort of, that's a, I'm talking about the normalcy. It starts to trigger that. It's it's something that I've, and I on a totally different level, but if I, in the middle of a winter in the Northeast United States, if I head off to vacation where it's 80 degrees and sunny and I'm lying on a beach somewhere, my brain starts to think it's summer in the Northeastern United States. Yeah, sure. And it's not. Um, but so it, and that's kind of that same feeling that as things start to loosen up, wherever I'm guessing, wherever people are, they start to perceive the rest of the space that way too. I guess that's maybe regional too, and maybe that leads to some of the problems we've had with people not cooperating. I, I'm going to be curious to see how this has changed the culture that I'm going to be visiting. Yes. How when they open up and when we can visit them. Yes. Um, will I see something substantially different? Will people be that different will they be making a concerted effort to return to things the way they were you know you can put in you can you can you you can double up on just trying to make it the way it was Mm -hmm. or do you allow for whatever changes it's made in you to just to just reveal themselves yeah Uh, will cultures change because of this you know i almost think they have to to some degree but i i think that's going to be a real good question and it, and where how does it manifest is it going to manifest very easily noticeable or is it going to be something that's a lot more internal okay i'm going to make a prediction oh here we hold on 
There it is. There's no, the trumpets. It, it's a prediction based on fact, scientific fact. <laughs> or Torin making noises. <laughs> or, or Torin One or sounding like a trumpet. Yes. Are you doing that again? He does it well. Every once in a while. He does it well. And yes. All right. Claustrophobia, agoraphobia, and trumpophobia. Could you please not make it in rooms that were closed <laughs> in with you? Yes. Oh. A trumpophilia. Well, I think, I think for the last four years, the country was divided oh, over that. Right. Good point. Good point. Oh, a lot, of, case, a lot of points for that one. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Have to give you that one. So, But based on but, fact, yes. I'm making this prediction. Oh, based on fact. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> not, wait, not, wait, not, the trumpets are back. <laughs> There's flourishes, <laughs> as Shakespeare would say. He can't yeah. resist. This is like shaving a haircut, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So here's my prediction. <laughs> wow, they went, they actually went a little higher that time too. They, they had the piccolo from the back. Is that what that was? He waits for that. I love know. him. He, he gets a possible yeah. twenty on every gig. Does he? Yeah. yeah. We don't need you for the whole session. He's, I think he's one of the guys who is walking in the the painting of the Spirit of Seventy Six. I think right. he's he's old. He's, he's a, old. He's way in the back. But he's, we don't need you for the whole session. But every now okay. and then, just pop in. You know, pop in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Punctuation. If you're, if you're you in know. the area, it's like there the triangle go. player. Ding. <laughs> so anyway, we're we didn't mean to interrupt. Ah, my <laughs> prediction is. <laughs> that was, that was a very, very small. Get in one. there very quickly. That sounded like he had, he had just finished lunch. I wasn't quite sure with it. It might be. It might be. So maybe we should move on. Based on scientific, social scientific fact, based okay. on yes. studies of culture yes. around the world that have gone on for the last 30, 50 years, anthropologists, sociologists. Uh -huh. all right, and in answer to the eternal question. The eternal question. Or internal question, as the case may be, but go ahead. <laughs> Do cultures change, and to what degree, and what are the factors that cause the substantial or insignificant change, uh -huh. all right? Yes. All right, the bottom line is that cultures don't change very fast, and they don't change uh, fundamentally quickly. Uh -huh. Now, on the superficial level, you will perceive change and can perceive change in those cultures that are being impacted by various forces, either more quickly or more slowly. For example, like China. Yeah. There's no there's no denying that over the last 20 to 30 years, China has changed substantially. You you take a trip to, to China, you get off the plane, you look around, you see it's just the whole place looks totally different from the way it did. And people live differently. Um, I, I, but... The fundamentals of Chinese culture have not necessarily been impacted by whatever the forces were that caused th this more superficial set of changes. Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's a pattern that we see everywhere around the world. Mm -hmm. Now, some cultures aren't affected by those forces that create change, like, like, is, like is the case in China. There are other cultures that resist change mm -hmm. and, 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 and don't make the... Uh, don't make the adjustment to, to inevitable forces that easily. Um, but sooner or later, they will change too. Um, my point here is that I think we are going to see cultures react to the pandemic at a more superficial level. So we'll see human behaviors change. I think interpersonal behaviors uh -huh. change to some degree. Um, they may be more or less accommodating to the fact that 
they're now open to strangers when they can open up or maybe not. I mean, we'll see. I, I can't predict what we'll see, but I think whatever it is we see, it's going to be more superficial than fundamental. Not enough exposure to these circumstances to create internal change. Real but, fundamental. But external I'm, change. I'm talking deep yeah, yeah. culture. The stuff that's come from thousands of years. Right. Or, Hundreds of years, depending on the culture, I guess. Right, right, right. Whatever yes. that foundational culture is, that's the part that changes the, the slowest. Okay. And and I think it, we're going to have the same reaction with, with COVID and people coming out of it. They, at a superficial level, we'll see some changes, and I'm not quite sure what they would be. But to predict the big picture, cue the trumpets. <laughs> wow, the trumpets were late. <laughs> Wow, we're going to dock your pay for that. That used to be cute. (laughs) I think the fundamental cultures that we're going to encounter are still going to be there, and those attributes that make them who they are are still going to be there. They're not going to have been fundamentally changed that that deeply. Okay, that's that's. uh, I think that that real interesting things. I mean, I certainly there's going to be positive things that come out of this experience. Hopefully, yeah. Well, there always is. Right. In the, in the worst catastrophes, we end up with some positive things that come out of them. In the darkest of days, it's, there have been silver linings. Right, right. And, and I think we can already see that in, in certain ways, anyhow. How long they will sustain themselves is a whole other question. I, and I'm looking at, obviously, we've been mostly stuck in the United States for, for, for a year or so now. And, and looking at the uh, way people have behaved and done things both positive and negative, but certainly um, looking on the positive side of people taking it seriously and uh, and following like that. I, I think I said this back when we first did um, some some podcast after after we got into the COVID situation. It, it amazed me that the numbers of people in this country who actually um, did follow the advice of scientists and um, and and continued to follow it and and adjusted to it when they learned more and more and all of that. I'm actually amazed that this culture really did do that. That that it the numbers were as big as they they were. There's a lot of focus on the people who have not. Um, I think it's it's easier to focus on that and see that. But an awful lot of people have followed the rules, and an awful lot of people have done the social distancing and have worn the masks and and have behaved in that fashion and i and i'm i think that is not <laughs> it's not the perceived culture of the united states to do that and i i think again we're not talking in the united states we are not talking a culture that can even remotely be compared with the chinese culture and the depth of the Chinese culture and where it's come from, because I think in the 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 numbers of years that they have been in existence and and sustaining it um, with that slow adjustment that you're talking about, slow adjustments over those years, we barely are a blip on the radar in comparison. Nevertheless, we have a whole perception of ourselves that says we are one thing. And then we sometimes behave, oftentimes behave in ways that say maybe we're not. Well, you know, black and white is always an easy default. So, you know, you, you if you're, it's easier to define yourself in black and white terms. Any culture, 
and, and but those black and white terms become very stereotypical and they fall apart upon close inspection, right? Uh, the U.S., like I think any culture, is is a complicated culture, and we have always struggled th- with this issue of the our enlightenment traditions, mm-hmm. which is science, which is fact, which is uh, the focus on human possibility and providing uh, equal opportunity to all people. This is our enlightenment tradition. But then we also have all these other traditions, you know, with the, the toxic individualism. That, and I think we spoke about that, where independent of rationality, I have the right to be as stupid as I want to be because I'm an individual. Yes. And even if it threatens your health or public health or anybody else, I have the right to be as stupid as I want to be. Right. And, and so you have that, you have that toxic individualism multiplied, um, over millions of, of people and you get a highly unenlightened tradition. And so these two traditions, I think, have always lived in constant tension with each other in the U.S. And, and you're right, Tom, that looking back on what's happened over COVID, it's kind of a petri dish, an, an experiment and, a, and an example of how these two very fundamental strains of American culture, U.S. American culture, um, come in conflict with each other mm-hmm. and how it all turns out at the end of the day. And... In the middle of COVID, I felt a certain uh, desperation and, and 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 felt a bit overcome by by seeing the the anti enlightenment tradition so powerfully whipped up by the politicians, by Trump and by and by others. Yes, and I wasn't sure that this country really was going to come out of it uh, um, with the enlightenment tradition intact. Right. But we did, and we are, and I'm feeling optimistic about that. But I think we, but one of the lessons I think we come out of this with is that we have to always be eternally vigilant uh, well, because yeah. we have these different traditions. And I think that, see, that kind of takes me in, in the direction of, of making you give more, more predictions here. Um, but for, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold the, hold the trumpet. Mute the trumpet for me, please. Thank you. Um, I, well, I you, well, you mentioned China. Yes. And, and we can, you know, we can try to make some predictions around that, which would be absurd, I think, but we can try. Oh, you, you want to predict China? <laughs> so I, said, I immediately qualified what I was about to say. The trumpeters didn't even show up they, for that. They, they, they were aghast. No, Never mind. The <laughs> they were aghast. They couldn't put the instrument to their mouths. They were... <laughs> I do have a quick question for Torin here, because he had a rather unique experience of his own, um, and I think we've talked about this a little bit in in the past ones about COVID, but um, but maybe not. The you um, right prior to the uh, the United States being really taken into the COVID nineteen situation, yeah. you traveled um, and you traveled to Taiwan to to uh, Hong Kong. Yeah. And you had you would plan Taiwan, but you canceled that, um, and and flew to, to Hong Kong and back, and spent some time in Hong Kong. And this was they had already been involved, and they were in kind of a, a downward trend at the time. Correct. Well, 
they they weren't in a downward trend, I don't think, but it was still there was community spread of coronavirus, but it had spread to I believe there were 130 cases at that time in Hong Kong and four deaths. So it was just very early in in that situation, um, and you know it was a situation where in the U.S. there was not any reports of community spread yet. Um, that actually happened when I was in Hong Kong. So I had already already traveled there by that point. Um, and so this was all happening. You know, I'm reading about all this on the news <laughs> that's going on in the U.S. that I'm going to be heading back to. But, but anyway, while in Hong Kong, um, you know, it was still a time where the CDC was saying to Americans that you don't need to wear masks. And actually we're saying there may be downsides to wearing masks. Yes, the, the initial response was um, you don't need to wear the mask. Yeah. You shouldn't wear the mask. Yeah. Right. And so I was I was there. The reason I went was to visit a high school friend who lives there and has, li- has lived there for many years. Um, and so we were going around Hong Kong with no mask sign and we it was everyone else was masked. We were not masked. So looking back, you were lucky. I, <laughs> yeah, it um, it's it's hard to hard to just imagine now that that's well and the we situation where it, i wasn't messed. right and, and we lived through a time when looking back on it we're all gonna say oh my god you know yeah. I, I i survived or yeah. i knew people who didn't and 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 how did we all get through that right you know and i i think hong kong a chinese culture with a different di- very different political system and a set a different set of political values than mainland china but um beijing but hmm. but still a chinese culture the way they dealt with it was in a very traditional chinese way yeah right and and to your point tom about china and making predictions about china i think like what the rules tell us what the research tells us is that china's fundamental ways of doing things have not been really f- impacted in in fact i think the whole their whole response to the coronavirus is representative of fundamental Chinese values. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and, and they're so entrenched, it would be hard to believe that a year and a half or whatever would have, have the, even a couple of years would have an impact, like you've been saying, have any more impact than a, than a um, external um, type of influence. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, you know, they measure time geologically. Yeah. In China. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we measure time here as if we're going to run out of it. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And and the so okay. So as we're, we're as we are getting later in this podcast, let me let me pin you a little bit here. I want Bing! I want you to why oh there's there it is. Um, <laughs> is is that the triangle or oh that's the pin that's the pin that's just the pin, the pin. Yeah. just the pin I see so. <laughs> What we want, what I'd like you to do is to give me a um, a prediction for a um, something you think might change, potentially change in the United States. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I feel like, wait, let me put this enormous oversized turban on my head. I feel like Johnny Carson. Maybe the old the great, Johnny Car- Car- the, the great Karnak. Karnak. Yes. <laughs> Karnak the Magnificent, I believe it was. Yes. Um, Always the Magnificent. Yes. Let's see, let's see what you can come up with here. Um, what, what do you think? What do you think will re- remain behind? And it, it, we've already established we think it's going to be external stuff because that's who we are. Um, so, what do you think is going to remain behind uh, that will that we will 
see hanging around because of uh, co- because of COVID nineteen in U.S. culture. Yeah, yeah. I uh, applying the same rules. Um, we're going to start from the proposition that U.S. culture is fundamentally not going to change quickly. All right, applying the same knowledge that we have about how cultures change. Sure. All right, so those fundamental aspects of, of American culture, like what I mentioned before, the Enlightenment tradition and the what I would refer to as the non-Enlightenment tradition, um, they're going to be in constant tension still. We're not, neither side's going to convince the other too much. There will be moments where one is in the ascendancy as one is in the descendancy, but for the most part, they're out there, they're on the table now. And I think, you know, the, the whole COVID experience kind of revealed all that to us it tore it tore the mirror away if anyone was anyone was feeling complacent that that non-enlightenment america didn't exist anymore it's out there and and if you were complacent in the opposite direction well you know you have you have the biden administration trying to enact all of these uh, political and social decisions based on an enlightenment tradition so I think we're going to see more of the same okay. is the bottom line, but interpersonally, I think a lot of people are going to be struggling with the, uh, with the adjustment just as I've been and you've been and, and, and reentry is not automatic. And I think, you know, the other day when I realized that uh, I felt much more comfortable, I said, Oh, wait a minute, give yourself a break. Reentry is not going to be so easy. It's, right. it's, and, and I think, I think people may be struggling with that. You can't just start no, all over again. Absolutely. And I think that it's, it's one of the great reasons for not just throwing open the doors and saying, okay, everything's fine now. And which has been done in a few parts of the United States and, and maybe done in some other areas as well of the world, but certainly in some areas of the United States where they have just said, you know, do what you need to do, do what you want to do. Um, uh, Texas, I mean, they're not alone, but they are, they, they, you open up the doors, but it's not just, it's not even political in that sense. It's, it's also, um, like spring break has just happened here in the, or is, is happening in the United States. And that's a, um, and that's a gathering of, of young people who are out, um, because college is out, for a week or so and they head out and they go to the beaches and they have a great time and they do all sorts of ridiculous crazy things and hopefully nobody gets hurt but um and and it's it's a tradition kind of and it's it's something though that they've done this year to a degree they did this year at least in Florida and I'm sure they probably did it in some other spots too and yet the risk is very real still and it's it's so it's one of those areas now we start looking at that but all that, but you can't tell me what to do attitude creeping back in. And it's like you're talking about with the things not altering quickly or at all. Be- well, but, I think they but can only I, on the surface, only on the surface. I mean, you can make, you can make behavioral change pretty quick by enforcement. You know, you, you make some laws, you make some well, policies you <laughs> and you enforce it and it changes pretty fast superficially, but that, tradition of resistance to those kinds of things is always there sure so there's always pushback and then there's always resistance to the policies and the laws to sometimes great degrees and you can have you know an election where somebody like trump gets in and they reinforce all of this stuff mm-hmm. so yep. this 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 older tradition so 
um, it's a lot of back and forth. But but you're right. I mean, spring break is a perfect example of just people feeling like they want to believe that they have a greater right to enforce their toxic individualism than they than the concern of public health. And you know, one of the things that I'm thinking would be um, just great is that um, we can now that we're we're all back in the studio and we're all able to uh, to to be here and do this again, and hopefully everything will stay safe and will continue in this direction, which it appears it will. However, it's it's a I'm really hoping that we will be able to move on and discuss other things without having the COVID-19 thing <laughs> creep in every single time because it's always there right now. And there that's one of those changes. There's no way around it. If, well, even with the vaccination, what in, in this country anyway, if you get vaccinated and you say, well, what number shot are you? Are you one or two? How long has it been since your second one? And what did you get? Did you get Moderna? Did you get Pfizer? Did you get Johnson and Johnson? And those are the those are the kinds of things. Those are our discussions. In- well, so in in terms of interpersonal relationships, yes, we'll get lots of superficial change. You know, in, instead of asking "Hi, how you doing?" and expecting a kind of uh, meaningless response. Because of COVID, we don't even say hi. How are you doing? We because we don't want to hear about you know anything that's too too dangerous. Right. And and we 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 skip the whole thing and we just say, "Did you have your second shot yet?" Right. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty because much. because yeah. I'm not even talking to you unless I know <laughs> what what, what I'm facing, there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? It is it is time for us to to wrap up another podcast here. And it is time for us to um we're going to try to come back and give you another podcast that is is we're going to try to spread to some other subjects and see what happens. I'm sure COVID will creep in and and impact everything we say. But uh, we'll do our for best. For a while, but the elephant is not going to be in the room forever. No, no. No. Thank goodness. We can actually see that now that we haven't been able to for quite a while. Right. So um, thank you, Dean. Thank you, Tom. And and Torin, Torin. did we introduce you today or we just say you were here sort of? <laughs> oh, there we, and there's Torin. <laughs> oh, they came back. He's, he's back. <laughs> I don't know. I'm here. Oh, okay. Well, okay. we'll see. He may not be here the next time. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows where he'll be? It's like Tiny Dancer in the little box. You know, it just just close the lid. (laughs) Any more than that, we have to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) So, um, so, so Dean Foster. Tom Peterson. Yes. Um, Well, this has been... Oops. Oops. Your Your culture showing. Smell ya. Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is oopscultureshow. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, you should really subscribe. That's the best way to go, really. Honestly, I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe. Thank you.